Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Welcome to Top Gun, Julie. Hey, Colin. Hey, Tom. Colin, a podcast about Big Brother and Survivor. My name is Brett. I'm Danielle. Dude, Danielle, we saw a movie this week. I mean, this is, I just think this is a historic podcast for us because not only we both saw the same movie in theaters, relatively close to it, premiering in theaters. I just think that's an incredible feat. We're ready to talk about it together. Yeah. One of us has a child. One of us lives in a country. Who knows if movies (laughs) even come out in that country? Like, yeah. I live in LA, baby. Tom is there. Tom is on the streets. Tom is just on a, he's just in an Escalade with James Corden just driving around being like, please see my movie, friends. Oh my (laughs) God. Um, I just think it's incredible that we both, because, you know, we also, we have obviously an overlap in taste, but sometimes we prioritize different pieces of content. We have a Venn diagram of taste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the perfect, perfect overlap for those tastes was Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yeah. So, t- so we're going to talk about that today. There's like a little bit of Big Brother news. We're just having fun here. We're just Big Brother fun with it. <laughs> 24 starts in like a month or something like that. Less than a month now. Yeah. <sighs> Who's counting? Mm. Um, Julie Chenis. By the way, did you see that video? I think it's like Zoe Saldana is like on a red carpet for something. And it was right after James Corden announced that he's like not doing the James Corden <laughs> show anymore. Yeah. I think I sent it to you. I think and I did this see it. host like for Entertainment Tonight <laughs> or whatever is like, did you hear that James Corden is not doing the James Corden show anymore? And she's like, what? <laughs> and then the woman repeats the question, did you hear that the late show with whatever is canceling? And she's like, oh, no, that's crazy. <laughs> Love it. So good. Love it. Zoe's keeping it real. Yeah, Zoe. Yeah. You know what, Zoe, you're on the you're in the club of people who oh, are like, for sure. I'd rather be asleep right now than watch this garbage. <laughs> Anyways. Um, how did you how did you see Top Gun? Like what was the experience like for you? I don't I've never seen it's I've never such, seen a single movie in Canada. Like what was it like for you getting out of the house, all that stuff? It's Take such a great question. Thing. So um, you know, I have a babysitter at my disposal, my mom, who lives yeah. but she's not looking to babysit a whiny 75 baby. Seventy five an hour is a little bit rough. <laughs> yeah, she's not looking to babysit a lot. So I have to really be pick and choose. And oh. I said, Top Gun, that's our priority. You're we're locking you down for at least three hours because I know that it's going to take a while to get to the cinema. I had to take a very special train to get to the cinema that was playing Top Gun with that had luxury recliner seats, which is how I needed. I needed that luxury recline in order to really enjoy Top Gun. You needed the option to fall asleep. I did, but I knew in I case you didn't like the movie. Yeah, I knew I knew I wouldn't, but I wanted to be extremely comfortable. So, you know, it's a half an hour train ride to get to the theater. <laughs> half an hour? Well, it's not it's not actually half an hour on the train, but it's it's a 30-minute commute door to door. Door to door. Yeah. Walking, waiting yeah, exactly. on the platform. Exactly. But so, you know, I got there. The movie's about to start, and I said, no, no. I need my little treat. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, had to get a little treat. Didn't get popcorn, got some peanut M&Ms. What I really wanted was some junior mints because I'm like, it's date night. I want to go all the way. But, you know, they didn't have any. So I got peanut M&Ms. I had a junior mint. I oh, had a junior mint or two. You lucky. Oh, yeah. That's why America's amazing. But so that was it. <laughs> then we plopped in the seeds. Honestly, we didn't miss anything. Right as the movie began, I was so excited I could I could talk about this movie from the very first very beginning. Me too. Okay. I was hooked. Okay, Literally, good. the black screen. <laughs> I was hooked. Yes. Well, it just starts out the way many um, Michael Bay or what's that other guy Jerry Bruckheimer films start, where it's like fucking military and we're pumped about it. <laughs> like, it's like all these men giving the high fives, slapping each other on the back. I've had many friends describe this film as a propaganda film. Well, I saw and that's fine. I saw this tweet going around and I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but that Matthew Modine was originally offered the Tom Cruise role in Top Gun, but he turned it down because he didn't want to make a two hour commercial for the military. Well, he also made he also made a uh, full metal jacket, right? Which but is was the, not, isn't that not, like, not very pro military. Yeah, film. exactly. I don't know. I just know Matthew Modine. Um, he's pretty cute. 
Now Matthew Modine's farting around with those Stranger Things kids. He's six three. He wishes. He wishes. Oh, I'm sure he's a tall king. <laughs> he's a tall boy. <laughs> and so that would have been a whole different, a whole different Just reality. The height difference. Of yeah. <laughs> such oh, a short man. We'll talk about played the by such difference. a tall man. There was a lot Edwards, of height. Edwards was in this tall. Film. Tim Robbins is tall. Robbins is tall. Yeah. Tim Robbins stood behind me at a postal service concert. And I was like, that's, that's a tall man. Also, yeah, he doesn't you, need to you, sit. Do you like the postal service, bro? Tim Robbins is very Brooklyn dad to me. Brooklyn grandpa now, but yeah. Yeah, well, he was in Los Feliz at the fucking Postal Service show. Makes sense. It tracks. Um, so yeah, from that very beginning, it was hooked. And I also, here's what I learned as I watched this film. I really don't know a lot about um, the aviation I, squad. <laughs> yes. I, I have a question I should have asked earlier. Have you seen Top Gun, <laughs> no. the movie? You haven't seen the first Top Gun? No, I've seen parts of it. Amazing. I've seen parts of it. I've seen enough. Were was that was the extended flashback of Goose dying helpful? <laughs> yeah, and him playing great balls of fire. Yeah, great that's all you need to know. <laughs> He's his friend. He plays great balls of fire on the piano. Yeah. Meg Ryan's his wife. He Which, has a son and he's dead. Yeah. I thought it kind of sucked that they killed off Meg Ryan as well. I was like, is, I thought Meg was going to show up in here. I would and then, like, like that. Two thirds of the way through the movie, Tom Cruise is like, oh, yeah, by the way, when Meg Ryan died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, Meg Ryan, she's not doing anything. She's not doing anything. But I, I'm, I'm like, it must be really on her. Um, her decision to not do anything because, you know, she's still cute as a button. Her son's out there making Amazon Prime TV shows. Who's her son? Her Jack, son is that Jack Reacher? Jack Quaid. Oh, who's oh, who's Jack Quaid? Sounds like Randy He's Quaid's in, or Dennis Quaid's son. Dennis Quaid's son. Her son with Dennis Quaid. He's really cute. He's in The Boys. He's like the nice boy in The Boys. I and he was saw in the new screen. A couple episodes of the boys. Yeah, it's not for me. Well, if you if you remember the very first episode of the boys, the guy's girlfriend gets just like killed. Killed Exploded. that boy. Yeah. That boy. That's her son. Good for him. Good for them. People like the boys. Cute. I was recently on some airplanes. People had downloaded the new season of the boys to their 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 app, their their phone, or their tablet of choice, and they were like, "Man, I got to see." These Avengers being mean. Well, what if the I, this Avengers may shock you. Fucked up and shit. Well, that's the thing. This may shock you. I actually am like watching the, the new season of The Boys, and I do oh, like God. it. <laughs> I, I think it's good. I, I think it's quite well done. We had a little bit of a Bader Meinhof thing going on because I just watched, by the way, episode one season three of for all mankind on apple plus last night wow pretty good show season they're, three season three it's already oh in season three God. there it opens because a, a major time a major amount of time has gone by between seasons two and three and there is a long montage of news reports of like things that have happened for like the eight years between the two seasons okay and then one of them is Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid made a movie about events that took place in season two of For All Mankind. And they just showed them like holding hands and walking down a red carpet. And it's obviously from like some, the footage from some other movie from like the but early 90s also, or whatever. Okay, yeah. But it was just funny. It was just like, I was like, wow, oh, okay, yeah, I forgot, about, is, I forgot about them. And now you're, you're regaling me with their sons. Well, it's such a weird Jesus. choice because, you know, they had an absolutely scandalous divorce. Do you know well, why? This, oh, no. Because she cheated on him with Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe? And it was like publicly known. It was very, Damn. Like, yeah, it was out in the open, the fact that she did this. Were you not entertained, Danielle? <laughs> I think that's amazing. America's sweetheart said, I'm getting with the gladiator. See you later. I don't know. I don't remember any of this. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty young, but I, this was a big, big scandal because she's, you know, just apple pie, wholesome. But she said, yeah. I need to get my freak on with this Aussie drunk. <laughs> Russell yeah, Crow. I was going to punch a hole through a wall. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. you know what America did? They... Drop kicked her to the curb. <laughs> yeah. And they said, Sandy Bullock. <laughs> yeah. 
Hello, nurse. <laughs> big time, big time. Miss Congeniality, get in here. Sandy hasn't left. Um, Sandy's doing The Lost City. The movie looks like it has four jokes in it. I was with people last weekend and they're like, you know what I want to see? I want to see this Lost City film. Okay, so it I rented fun. it. Did I, t- I didn't tell it? you I did rented it, have, it. Did it only did it have the four jokes that were in the trailer? It did. And nothing else. And it's like it has all these, you know, whoever cast it clearly go went to a lot of UCB comedy shows. It has all oh, these yeah. great comedic actors in it. Lauren Lapkus is in it. She's like, <laughs> <Right>. whatever. She's <laughs> Patty Henderson and I, th- I think um what's his name from SNL. The guy with the podcast. Um, the guy with Bowen the podcast? Yang. Bone Yang. From comedy? Yeah. <laughs> but it was just not, I couldn't, I, I, it didn't hold my attention. Not like Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick. We, we, we're 11 <laughs> minutes in. We barely talked about Top Gun. Well, we did talk about Meg Ryan. She's, I guess, the other oh, yeah. lead, lead woman in the movie, the original film. But let me ask you this, because this is a huge, oh, yes. huge part of this oh, film. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, so. This Tom is like a four Cruise. hour conversation. Just <laughs> no. this aspect. At first, I was like, how are we going to talk about an hour? I have a lot to say about this film. Okay. <laughs> so, because I also do want to go through though. the actual plot from beginning to end. But so, <laughs> okay. it's no surprise, it's no spoiler to anyone that the love interest in this film for Tom Cruise is Jennifer Connolly. We talked for about her for like 15 minutes two weeks ago. Yeah. On so, these very pod waves. So you shouldn't be surprised that she is the love interest. Now, Tom Cruise and Jennifer Conley have so little chemistry as a couple that I, when it looked like they were moving in for a kiss, I said, no. <laughs> and I <laughs> like scrunched my whole body up <laughs> because I didn't want to see that. And luckily, they, what they did, they knew. They switched camera angles when they went in for the kiss. So we didn't quite have to see the lip on lip action because I didn't want to see that. And I know they didn't want to do it. These two weren't even, they were like brother and sister. It was pretty sexless. Even though they have on. sex. They even show they him lying sex, her down. And then they cut to the post coitus <laughs> and he's like naked and she's like wearing jeans. <laughs> yeah. but, can I just tell you? Because I this thought occurred to me and I was like, oh, I got to make sure I tell Brett. Okay. As I'm watching, I'm like, she is so wrong for this. This should not. I, and I love Jennifer Conley. Love Who's Jennifer right? Conley. Nobody has sexual mm-hmm. chemistry with Tom. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who's gorgeous? Who's lithe? Who is an incredible actress who brings so much age appropriate age appropriate who brings okay. so much to every role who is someone that Brett and I above anyone else would appreciate in this role and who would make a great match with Tom Cruise there's only one answer Nicole Kidman <laughs> Imagine she's because she's turned into a fucking freak as well. Bring them back together, I say. But that would be explosive. You are right. First of all, you are right. <laughs> Thank you. Second of all, that would overpower the Top Gunness <laughs> of Top Gun. I know. This but... is a movie about America, about defeating nameless villains, Love about that. fatherhood, yeah. about brotherhood, mm-hmm. and about taking your shirt off. Yes. Oh, yeah. And fucking and just like enjoying some San Diego sunsets. Taking your shirt off without any sexuality whatsoever. At least no. He- so would, I should say no heterosexuality. Should No. Should <laughs> Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman do a movie together? Far and away too. <laughs> further <laughs> and away. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Shouldn't be this. It would take away from. Well, it. I just don't know who or, else. You know been. what? Like. You know what? what? Mission Impossible 7.1 colon broke nation or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> yeah. Dead Reckoning. Yeah. There's a big bad the entire time. We don't know who it is. They're buying some plutonium. They're enriching some uranium. They got a virus. Whatever. Classic. They don't know who it is. They have like a, just a name for it. It's like the buyer or like <laughs> the whatever. And we never know who it is. And, and because this new 
Mission Impossible film is going to be like a cliffhanger. It's called Dead Reckoning. Mission colon impossible colon Dead Reckoning colon part one. That right. is the title. Right. Don't at me. It's a part one. There's going to be a part two. The end of part one should be like revealing who it is. Leather chair spins around. It's a six foot three Australian woman. Oh, we love it's it. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Oh, I, that would be incredible. I I also thought she should have been the bad guy in this in Top Gun Maverick because you don't. As Brett said, by the way, this podcast is going to be full of spoilers. So if you haven't seen it and you're <laughs> mad about it, just forget about it. Okay, because we're going full spoilies. So the yeah, as Brett said, the enemy in this movie. We don't know what country it is. We don't know who these people are. They don't have names and they wear masks. So you can't see who they are. Now, this was a brilliant <laughs> filmmaking feat because, yes, first of all, who cares? We don't care who the enemy is. All we care is that Tom Cruise has to beat them. Second of also, all. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I, the director actually said, like, even though it's like a very stupid choice and like it seems really goofy, one of the thoughts going into it is like, the movie would seem instantly like the movie would be really aged 20 years from now if like they were like random Arabic people or mm. random like Eastern European people or whatever. The same way that if you watch a movie from 30 years ago and they're like every villain's like a Russian guy or like every yeah. vill like every villain from 2001 until 2009 was like vaguely Middle Eastern, you know, right. so it's like. Yeah, not the, not the best, you know, so sure. I'm sure he really meant that mask. when he said it. But um, the real reason is so that they can sell this movie in every country. Yeah, of course. That's the real reason. It's so that they don't have to be like, oh, China's going to take us out <laughs> or Russia's really bad. <laughs> like, it's just so that they can sell this movie, those international rights. Everyone's going to the movies and having a great time thinking it's not my country. That's the bad guy. Yeah. Who cares, man? It's yep. a movie. Yep. So I thought that it's was a movie great where choice. Plans go boom. Exactly. Great choice. Oh, wait, to go back to... We this... haven't talked about J-Con, though. <laughs> yeah. He started on J-Con. Oh, okay. yeah. Do you have anything else to say about J-Con, or was your whole thing just a setup for Nicole Kidman? I just thought... Well, I just thought she was so wrong for this. So wrong. And I was so confused. I, granted, I have not seen all of Top Gun, but I was like, I don't remember her being a part of this first movie. No, well, they tried to make it like her character was a canon. <laughs> I don't think it was. Her okay, so I didn't know. I did not. I've seen Top Gun many a time. Yeah, I've seen Top Gun many a time. This movie is so fucking confusing. Like, in the way that it tries to shoehorn all these like callbacks and nostalgia, but like things don't fit exactly, and it's like. Whatever, who cares, man? Don't you remember Top Plain Gun? Don't boom. you remember the fact that everybody <laughs> lives in a beach bungalow? Yeah. Don't you remember the beach? Don't you remember sunsets? Don't you remember runways? So he is dating in well, kind of like she's his instructor and then they bone a woman right. named Charlie or that's her call sign, Charlie, played mm -hmm. by Kelly McGillis. Right. And well, she's not in it. Well, do you know she's why? She's not in it. She gave so old and ugly. That's what she said. That's her words. That's not your words. Those are her words. She said, I yeah. think she said, I got too old and fat. But that's what she said. And that's bummer. I mean, anyways. Yeah. I just say bummer. So. <laughs> <laughs> he like goes to a bar and Jennifer Connelly's <laughs> like. Hey, Tom Cruise, it's me, the person we had like Penny. years of off, uh, on again, is, off again, like relationship with. Maybe we have Penny. a child together. Maybe we don't. I don't know. Just hanging out. Yeah. Uh, her name is Penny. So there is, in the first movie, I, I realized this much after I had to have this explained to me. There is a throwaway line about how Maverick had once slept with an admiral's daughter. And like wow. took her on a joyride in a jet. That yeah. is Penny in this movie. Wow. What confuses matters <laughs> is that later they're like, let's go to Penny's house. Have some pasta salad. Have some white wine. It's like Charlie's house. It's the girl from the first movie's house. Oh, or really? it looks very similar she to it. She bought it from her maybe? I don't know. Weird. It's extremely and then at weird. the end of the movie, spoilers, at the end of the movie, when everyone's fine and okay, there's many points where it's like, Maverick's dead this time. <laughs> yeah. 
Including like the first 10 minutes of the movie. It's like, <laughs> and that's how it. Maverick died. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. There's a full movie. He hasn't even gone to Top Gun yet. At the end of the movie, she shows up and is like, yay, we won. We all love each other. Uh, and she shows up in Kelly McGillis's car from the first movie. She drives Whoa. this like beautiful vintage Porsche in it. Yeah. She is such a weird character. She owns that bar. She owns the hard deck bar. She owns a great, like, three-bedroom, Great house on the beach. You know, on the beach, San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. She has a daughter who seems very well-adjusted, even though after she... After Jennifer Conley and Tom Cruise have sex, she makes him leave out the window because she's worried about the daughter seeing. But, of course, the daughter sees anyway. The daughter's, like, 14. I mean, the daughter is mature. She knows what's going on. Don't try to hide it from the kid. I just know Brandy that actress, like whoever played yeah. that daughter had 18 auditions to have to say two lines oh in that God. movie. <laughs> yeah. But so, but she also, you know, they tried to so hard to make it be like, she can go pound for pound with Tom Cruise. She knows how to ride this boat. And Tom Cruise doesn't. <laughs> like, they, that boat had a comically large steering wheel, first of too all. Too big. Too big. <laughs> Way too big. And then... I mean, it was the boat. It was the boat from the sketch in I Think You Should Leave with the large, <laughs> with the large <laughs> steering wheel that doesn't fly off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just... But she was very good at flying it. And she makes a little joke to him. She was like, aren't you in the Navy? And he says, I land planes on the boat. I don't drive the boat. I don't know. It was where did where did boating to, man? <laughs> yeah, where the hell? I, th- I there's think one I- to there's one island. There's yeah. one island in San Diego. It's Coronado Island, and yeah. there's a fucking bridge. I don't know. They just Build wanted the to go for and a get little ride. <laughs> Whatever, man. She's just, beautiful. Oh yes, I mean, of course, she looks great. That was the thing. That's the big thing. Is they're like they they clearly wanted to make it age appropriate, even though I think Jennifer Conley is still ten years younger than Tom Cruise. She looked good. Now this is a side note. Are there any sixty-five-year-old women who could play like hot romantic leads anymore? Like who's sixty-five? Well, wait. Like Streep. Like Streep is like age appropriate. Is she really? Well, Tom. I bet she's older than Tom Cruise. But yeah, Tom is sixty. Um. Who I don't know. There we go. I don't know. It's tough because they all get you know aged out of Hollywood, whereas Tom Cruise gets incredible work done. People who are sixty, <laughs> women who are sixty, women who are sixty. Tilda Swinton. Wow. I thought she was younger. I love Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton might have sexual chemistry with Tom because Tom's a fucking alien. And I love Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton is very much an alien. That's true. She's v- too weird. Can't do it. Already already out already out of the franchise. Meg Ryan, also 60 years old. Mm. She's dead. <laughs> yeah, she did not make it. Poor. She's dead. Poor rooster. Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> I mean, that would have been great. <laughs> that would have been incredible. A different film, but incredible film. <laughs> Jennifer Jason Lee. Okay, she's cute. Yeah. Heather Locklear. Jeez Louise, that's who they should have gone with. Has she, isn't she like in jail? Oh, is she? I don't Did know. She like what about Denise Richards? Denise Richards. No, Denise Richards is she's horrible. Young. She's also horrible. Young. She's got to be younger. We're really, really getting the bottom of the list because the next is Cheryl Crow. <laughs> Gonna soak up the sun. Wow. Do you know who might be good? Denise Bonnie Richards. Hunt. Bonnie oh, yeah. Hunt is 60 Ooh, years old. Okay. Really? Wow. Elizabeth McGovern of Downton Abbey. Love her. Virginia Madsen. Okay, but as you say these names, I'm just like, Tom Cruise not, is not giving approval to these names. You're fired. No. Gershon. That's my last Gina one. Gina Gershon. Gershon. She, now, she would be great. You know, She would be amazing. Is Marissa Tomei too young? Tomei's, Aunt May. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she's got to be. <laughs> I, 
I don't know. She's locked up I'm, with the Marvels. The thing about Jennifer Conley, she she's 57. So is... May should do it. She's, she's age appropriate. Yeah. Jennifer Conley is just very cool. She's cold as ice as an actress. <laughs> and uh, I, and when you pair that with Tom Cruise, who isn't really, he's not really hot stuff himself when it comes to the romance. It's just tough. It's tough stuff. I, uh, yeah. Okay. So we're, we're done with Jennifer Connelly and her sweaters so. and her I jeans. I think so. We need to go back to just, I need to give a caveat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I don't know anything about whatever branch of military this is. They're in the Navy. Okay. So here's the thing. When they were doing their little, so, okay, let's fast forward. Very beginning of this movie, Tom Cruise is a captain in the Navy and he has not advanced he's, in his career. He's flying a spaceship. <laughs> he's flying a spaceship and he's trying to get to Mach 10. And, yeah, baby. But in the openings, not only does he get to Mach 10, he gets to Mach 10.4, honey. Oh, yeah. Even though Ed Ed says don't. Harris. <laughs> Ed said no. <laughs> he says most of the most of the male characters in this movie, every line they say is Maverick, <laughs> Maverick, you better not. You That's better not. And Harris, every, every, every Harris line is that. Every John Ham line is that. <laughs> oh, we'll get to John Ham. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> but so, so it it just goes to show that Maverick is still pushing buttons. He has not advanced in his career because, like, he's a Maverick. He's a maverick. And everyone, you know, to everyone else, they're kind of like, he's kind of a washed up loser because, but, but he I, can fly. I, but no, but I love this part in the spaceship scene. Yeah. <laughs> <he's a> spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> Is they're like, oh, you know why he's, he's not doing this for him. He knows it'll, he knows it's going to ruin his career. He's doing it for us. Like there's this new thing where it's like maverick is a dick to authority because he cares about the people around him. Yeah, And he exactly. wants them to have jobs. He's and he, like, <laughs> he like supports the troops by like being mean to the generals. He does it yeah. like in a, in a way where it's like he gets in trouble, but the troops are all fine. And they all He's get to every keep their man. jobs. Yeah. He's one of us, baby. He's like when John McClane has to talk to the FBI and die hard. Um, okay, but so here's the thing. Yeah, why isn't he in the Air Force? Why isn't he in the Space Force? <laughs> I it makes don't. it makes sense in the context of fighter pilots on uh, carrier ships, right? I don't know why a navy pilot is a fuck fucking flying a spaceship. Well, I don't know why technology. he has a <laughs> jovial best friend who <laughs> follows him around everywhere. Yeah, he's guy. in the spaceship thing, <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, I guess I'm just playing fucking softball on the beach with everybody, and I'm hanging out." And then, oh no, I'm now his friend is like, "Oh no, I'm a technician on the on the." I know what was the that guy's job other than to like pump cruise up. Tom, he's cruise's valet. <laughs> his valet. <laughs> That's the crazy, like, because you, you just need to like, understand who the characters are, like moment to moment. You can't be introducing like new characters at the end of the. <laughs> Movie, but it's like the beginning of the movie. John Hamm is like, I'm the principal of 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 jet school, of yeah. Top Gun school. I, <laughs> yeah. This is my job. I'm the principal. I yell at everybody. And then at the end of the movie, he's on the fucking carrier, and he's like, we got the blue light, and he's like, they better do this mission. It's like you're a principal, bro. <laughs> okay. You're a vice principal. But also, like, <laughs> I had a big problem with how at the very end of the movie, at the very end of the movie, they do this credit style where they like show the actor looking hot, and then their name and their, I, the character name. Okay. So, Okay. I love these. First of all, original Top Gun had it. That's why they did it. Okay, I love I these too. love when movies do the curtain call. It is my favorite thing. <laughs> More movies should bring it back. I like it too. One of my favorite movies ever, which is not a good movie, Keeping the Faith, directed by and starring <laughs> Edward Norton and Ben Stiller and Jenna Elfman, ends with a curtain call. So many movies used to end with curtain calls in the 80s and early 90s, and it disappeared and it should come back. I have no issue with the style of credits. What I have an issue with is John Hamm, who plays the most stick up his butt principal Maverick! of the school. <laughs> At the end, they, during his curtain call, it says John Hamm Cyclone. 
Like his Cyclone. name in the movie was Cyclone. It was not. He, no one ever called him Cyclone. He was not a pilot. He was the fuddy duddy. His name was like Colonel Sucker. Like, why would they His pretend? name, I looked it up. His, his name was Colonel Bo Simpson. <laughs> or I don't go. know if it was Colonel, but his name I was. I just thought that was absolutely insane that they would try to pass him off, give him a fun name. Like, they give me say a in break. the beginning, well, he was a fighter pilot and now he's a principal. They the, and they, his friend, the vice principal, is Warlock. They should not have given him that name, Cyclone, at the end of the movie. That was the most shocking part. That was the biggest but surprise of the movie. In the movie, in the other movie, like the in the original movie, all the like teachers and principals and shit have names. Like the main one is Viper. He's Viper. Yeah, but all I can say is that was not John Hamm's character. How do you feel about the other call signs in the film? Rooster, Hangman, Phoenix, Fanboy. Oh my gosh. Payback. Fanboy was weird. <laughs> I felt bad for Fanboy. Hangman. We need That's to weird. It's just weird if you're like, you become like one of the nine best fighter pilots in the world and your name is like, I love Marvel movies. Yeah, I'm a nerd. <laughs> like, it was weird. <laughs> Phoenix, cute. Um, payback, cute. She was great. Rooster, son of Goose. Well, that's a weird thing, too, is, yeah. like, nobody like, knew that his, like, father died or whatever. Yeah. But it's, like, his his name is, like, a callback to, like, he shouldn't have birds. Kn- why, yeah, why would he do that? It should have been Gooster. That would have been cute. That would have been weird. <laughs> um, but wait, I still need to go back to, like, my, misunder- my misunderstanding of the American military. So I was under the impression. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought this was, you know, a really dangerous Top Gun army school, right? Where it's like, they're the best of the best. They're performing these crazy stunts. And I thought the military had like so much money, right? So I thought when Tom Cruise goes to the school to become their teacher and he's like, we're going to perform all these drills. And then he goes up with them to perform the drills. I thought that he was really going to blow up their planes, like with them and they'd have to eject themselves and then he would really blow the planes up. No. <laughs> well, I just think that's not it's good practice. Test? No. No. no like, well, I they, think... just know. they can just be like, oh, well, we got mistletoe you're dead. No, I think he should have actually blown up the planes that they're in to teach them how to survive it. Tom Cruise blew up multiple planes <laughs> in this movie. They but... did blow up a plane in a training exercise and Phoenix almost got killed, and Bob almost got killed. Right. Not to mention, Tom Cruise blew up a fucking spaceship at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, but he spent so much money. I don't know. I just thought that I, it just made the military seem a little cheap to me. So you think that in training <laughs> exercises, the American military should use live rounds? Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes, I Is think that- if they really want to be the best of the best, they should be practicing the real deal. Like, so what? I go, oh, boom, I got you. And I'm supposed to learn from that? No, I'm sorry. And then they had to do 200 push-ups. That's the worst part. I, <laughs> I, mean, I just thought that was... Like, you have to kick me out. I, I couldn't it. believe it. I was like, this is the American military. This is the richest, most powerful military in the world. They're not actually practicing with real explosions. I just thought that was very tacky. That, uh, I don't know, I... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's weird. It's weird for me to say this, but I'm actually siding with the U.S. military <laughs> on this one. I was shocked. I, I just, say that often. I thought these were the badass of the badass. I guess Navy people. I just so thought, we just have like an infinite supply of like yes. brand new planes, billion dollar planes. Yeah, that's and what if they what die? No, they wouldn't. They're practicing using those parachutes. And ex, you know, exploding out of the plane. That's what they should. But what be if practicing. the bullet hits the fucking cockpit and shoots him in the head? Well, they should practice to not do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Well, they should practice to do that with other with bad guys and not do that with good guys. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So that's just a little. I didn't realize okay. that that's how things went down at Top Gun, and I guess in general in the Navy. I this was opening my eyes. I will tell you, I went to college. Um, literally on the same freeway exit as Top Gun, mm. just, on the other, just on the other side of the five. Whoa. Is, and no, it was really cool because like all of a sudden you'd be walking down, you know, a quad or whatever, and you would just hear like, 
just like a just a deafening sound and like three fighter jets would just like fly off because the sounds of the movie were very good the way this movie opens which is a literal like shot for shot remake of the opening credits of the first movie (laughs) i just i'm like okay i'm expecting it's okay it's a top gun movie it's like it's just another one of these retreat retread you know sequel things where we're just going to be calling shit back yeah in an unoriginal way and the movie starts and it's black and just like (laughs) and it's a fucking same exact song yeah and the same exact opening credits as the other movie and i was like I'm so fucking in right now, <laughs> just from the music and the sound. I I don't know why. It was, it was just really it was good. great. It was really good. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the new cast. I know we talked about their names, but here's a shocking spoiler about this movie. It's that no one dies. Because throughout the movie, that's sort of what I'm guessing. I'm like, all right, which of the, one of these new people is going to eat shit? Because yeah, exactly, one of like, them had to die. This is not going to be Tom. No. <laughs> and it's not going to no, be the girl. This movie's playing this, literally going through the same exact beats as as the first movie, in which famously, the second lead dies two thirds of the way through. Yeah. There's a crisis of conscience. Yeah. Instead, Val Kilmer dies. Well, that, but that was a weird, because it was just like, oh, Val Kilmer, we, we love Val on this podcast. We do. Val is dying. Yes. Val does have throat cancer. Yes. And he... You, you know what, though? Yeah. That scene with Val where he's just, like, typing into a thing, I was like, man, Val still ha- fucking got it. Because I thought the same thing. Val literally does not speak. And the, at the end of the scene, like, for, for more importance, he's, he speaks, and it's very difficult for him. Yeah. But for the bulk of the scene, he's just kind of typing, and Tom is reacting to him, and he's reacting to what Tom's saying. I'm like, this guy's... So fucking good at acting. He's literally unable to speak. And I can, he's just so good at emoting and using his eyes and reacting and listening. This guy's a fucking amazing actor. The listening. And he's got fucking throat cancer and he can't talk. Amazing. Amazing. No, it was very moving. Because like like you said, it's a very quiet, simple scene. You know, they're just literally sitting, looking at each other in a room. But there's, you know, there's that shared history. And I don't know if they actually even like each other in real life but they might mu- i'm guessing they do at least a little and even if they didn't it felt like they just had that shared history where they respected and loved each other and yeah val Kilmer was wonderful wonderful in the movie by the way i just love it in anything i feel like i've discussed this on the show before when people have other people's phone numbers i just think that's interesting <laughs> in the beginning of the movie Iceman is texting Maverick and it's like shows up as Iceman on the phone. I'm like, because also like the movie Top Gun happens in the year 1986 Uh and they win and they defeat the bad guys and Iceman wins the (laughs) medal, but he saved, but Tom Cruise saves his life or whatever. Like I can be your wingman anytime, whatever. And eventually decades go by. And eventually, everybody gets a smartphone. Right. And Iceman and Maverick have to be like, oh, what's your number? (laughs) But also, mine's mine's 760 because I live in North County, San Diego. And this goes back to my point. You would not put John Hamm in your phone as Cyclone. You would put him in as Lieutenant. Bo Simpson. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, Any other Ham thoughts? Like, honestly... A bit refreshing. I like John Hamm a lot. I do too. Mad Men is one of my favorite shows ever. Yeah. And when Ham burst onto the scene with Mad Men, like when he really hit like big fame, like we all we all love Providence here, but <laughs> we, he really became a, a big guy with Mad Men hit, right? And then it became really refreshing to see him like guesting on 30 rock and doing all these comedy movies. Cause he's on this very serious. I mean, Mad Men's a funny show, but lots of what Don does is like not so very is. funny yeah. or it's like funny in a kind cause he's like so cool. He's like kind of cool and sarcastic rather than like wacky and funny. Like some of the other characters in Mad Men. So you see him farting around with Tina Fey and you know, being in, you know, a bunch of scenes in Bridesmaids, you're like, this is really funny because this is a really attractive man looks like a fucking fighter pilot or an astronaut. Right. Um and my man, my man Ham has 
fallen. He is. <laughs> Angel has fallen. <laughs> Olympus has fallen. Because he's like not in anything anymore. No. They're trying to make it happen with the town or whatever, turn him into an action star. <laughs> and my man is just doing commercials. Yeah. It started a couple months ago. I think at the Super Bowl, he did a Super Bowl commercial. Okay, Super Bowl commercial for Apple. Apple's a big company, man. Apple could buy most countries. Sure. He's doing a commercial for Apple TV where it's the joke. He's, he's sitting in his rich palatial Hollywood Hills mansion and he's going through the Apple TV thing and being like, wow, Jennifer Aniston. Wow, Steve Carell. Wow, look at all these stars on Apple TV and I'm not on there. Look at how many stars yeah. are on the, the Apple TV service and they don't even have me, John Hamm. How embarrassing <laughs> for me, John Hamm, that I'm just here in this company. And I thought it was a clever commercial. And you, you know, Apple's, a, Apple's a, a rich brand, a luxury yeah. brand. Luxury, yes. My, I don't know how much TV you're watching. <laughs> well, I, don't know, I don't even know if they have this company in uh, Canada. But my man Ham is with Flo now. <laughs> Ham is with Flo. <laughs> He gets out of a car and he's like, Flo, remember me? We went on a date 20 years ago. And Flo is like, no. <laughs> and then they're like, buy car insurance. Wow. Okay. Well, Pam, have, what are you doing? I have news for you. I have news for you. Okay. I might not have, we do not have progressive car insurance here in Canada. But we do have a little something. A company you're quite familiar the lizard. with. You have the lizard. We have, no, we have a company Give me called the lizard. Skip the Dishes. Oh, I don't want to skip the dishes. Well, did you know that John Hamm did commercials for Skip the Dishes? Oh my God, this is like Brad Pitt doing coffee exactly. ads in Japan. Exactly. I think it's it, that is genuinely happening here in Canada. These stars so who need to make like, a quick buck are like, I'll do some Canadian commercials. He goes to Toronto and is like, Get Boston pizza delivered <laughs> yes, to your house. Yes. Yes. I'm telling you. I will send you the commercial and I will post it on our Twitter. But yes. Skip the dishes. You can now order clothes. We have winners on there. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on with John Hamm, but I'm glad. I thought he was good in this movie because he's good at playing a serious guy with a stick up this his is butt. All, yeah, this is all to say. It was refreshing to see him. Be a completely serious, humorless man, like <laughs> acting in a movie across from like real actors. Yeah. Like Tom Cruise and shit. And not farting with Flo. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fun to see other actors, how they stack up against Tom Cruise. Because it really is like this movie is Tom Cruise, the Tom Cruise show. At any movie with him, Tom Cruise in it is the Tom Cruise show. But, you know, it is, it's fun to see how everyone plays off of him. He did a great job acting as, like, the no-fun straight man. He was great. Man, you're a fucking great actor, dude. Like, do it. You know show who up. also was great? We need to get to some of the young cast. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen a man embody 80s, cheesy... Yes hottie bad boy like Glenn Powell Jr. as Hangman. Who's Glenn Powell Sr.? I don't know. I Dennis just know this. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But this guy is a star. He was great, star. man. He's a star. I love That's him. what people have. So this movie, you know this movie was supposed to come out two plus years, two years ago. It was supposed to come out summer of 2020. Mm -hmm. In fact, in at the Super Bowl in February 2020, Two actors by the names of Miles Teller and Glenn Powell came to our booth and they did a promo and they were prom promoting the movie because the movie was coming out in a couple weeks. Right. They were fine, whatever. And But all the buzz around this movie two years ago is like, Glenn Powell is a star, baby. Mm -hmm. He's he huge. His performance in this is, and I'm like, and two years went by. I've never heard of this guy. I don't even know what the hell. He, I'm sure he's in other stuff. Yes. This guy was great, man. Yeah. Iceman 2.0. He was great. But then I thought it was kind of funny because they, to your point earlier, they're like, well, they got to kill one of these kids. They got to yeah. kill one of these little babies. You got to. They didn't do that. And the movie, the original Top Gun movie, like you feel that Iceman is the bad guy, right? Right. And because he's challenging Tom, he might mm -hmm. be better than Tom. He's just a dick to Tom. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy Maverick is cocky and Iceman is cockier. Wow. And 
you real and then all, all of a sudden it's like, oh wait, well we have to like shoot down these nameless Russian people or whatever, and they become friends and they you know they appreciate each other's strengths and, mm. and stuff, and that's kind of happening with this movie, and then like right before the big mission, they're like, Hangman, Glenn, Glenn Powell, you're good. Yeah. Why, don't you just take a, why don't you just take a seat on the bench, buddy? <laughs> I was shocked at the choices. That's why, that's again why I thought one of them was going to die because they let Fanboy be part of the mission. I was like, well, Fanboy's got to go. I thought Bob was going to get it too. It's no, like, there was no he, way. Because he had the, he had, okay. he had the, the fatal flaw of being weak, of not being cocky. He's a nerd. But also, here's something else. Again, maybe this is my ignorance of what you need to become a top pilot in the freaking military. Um, shouldn't you have perfect vision? My boy Bob is wearing glasses. You are not allowed to have glasses in the military. There's He's no wearing way. glasses that like a woman I would be attracted to in a silver like <laughs> bar would be wearing. Like old grandma glasses. <laughs> he, that's, that's not, that can't be allowed. I just thought that was a big problem. Um, yeah, well, you know, just the whole woke mob and stuff, they really took over the military <laughs> and, you know, like now you can't, now you, 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 you have to be allowed to fly a plane even if you can't see. Well, I thought that was that's crazy. That's what, that's what Kamala Harris wants. I thought that was crazy. I can't believe we only have a little bit of time left. There's still I so know. much to discuss. I honestly feel like we could do a part two. <laughs> we could. I don't know. What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, because there's so much to discuss. Um, All right. Because, Okay. Then there was Phoenix, who is a woman. <laughs> and I just could tell that everyone involved in this movie was patting themselves on the back for being like... We did it. We, yeah, exactly. We have a woman. We ended racism. <laughs> yeah. we have but a she's woman a woman. Sexism too. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> she's here. She is not a love interest for anyone. She is just a lady who also can fly a plane really well. Although they did give her Bob in the backseat. That another thing that confused me. Why do some of them need someone in the back seat and others don't? Doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because some of them, yeah, some of them were solo artists and some of them were needed Bob. You know, yeah, that didn't make any sense. Hall of Notes. Um, there should have been a there should have been a little flying couple called Hall of Notes. I thought there should have been a little more romance in this film. Period. Well, the issue is the lead character. <laughs> there has not been fucking romance in a Tom Cruise movie since Far and Away. Yeah. Or, well, Jerry Maguire. What about Oh, Renee? yeah, since Jerry. Since Jerry. I'll take you in your house. What went through your mind? <laughs> <laughs> what went through your mind? During the now, you say it was a very similar film to the original, but they actually changed yes. the beach scene to instead of them playing volleyball to oh, touch yeah. football. Not only touch football, a version of touch football no one has ever played before, <laughs> where there are two balls and everyone is constantly on offense and defense. Yeah, they're just and they don't explain that till around. the end. So you're watching it and you're like. Why do they have two balls? Does nobody know what football is here? Um, I don't know. It was fine. Like, I mean, also, they had. I mean, they had to have to do a bunch of things. Also, Tom. They Cruise's, had to have. Yeah, go ahead. They had to have like a weird sex scene that was kind of called back to the other one, yeah. but was like ninety five percent more chaste than the original one, and they had to have some motorcycles. They had to have some sunsets. They had to have some guys standing on the on the deck with their their helmet and their vest doing the little punching and kicking and hand signs, and they had to have some shirtless people playing sports on the beach. And that was just going to happen. That was just going to happen in this movie. Yeah, it was fine, man. Whatever. It like, was I thought great. the music choice was a little weird because I thought the music. music let, I think listen. the needle drops throughout the film were actually kind of weird. Brett's rushing past this. I want to really make sure all of our listeners know the scene on the beach where these people are shirtless, glistening, and slow motion flexing, gyrating, and gyrating, and moving their hips. Yeah, a little just, bit wet, a little bit sandy, a little sandy, a little gritty. You know, this was not just okay. 
This was a feat of filmmaking. It was beautiful. It was sensual. It's great. And I just, you know, you got to give it up for Tom Cruise, even though he's not sexy in per se. He said, I'm taking my shirt off and I want you to get this. Make sure you get this in HD in 4K. Tom, I want people to see. Tom was what we all do, you know, three, four months out from a wedding. <laughs> They're like, bro, I'm eating rice cakes and spinach <laughs> for four months for one day. Yeah. One day of my life, I'm going to look fucking impeccable. Yes. Tom picked the day that they were filming that fucking scene. He's like, I, I'm going to be wearing a shirt for the rest of my life while I'm filming. <laughs> Not today. And you're and right. He, he looked good, man. He looks great. And I think you're right. It was one day because then they cut to him still on the beach, still shirtless. I'm doing finger quotes. But they refuse to shoot. He, they shoot him from the neck up. So it's sort of like he could be wearing a tube top for all we know, but <laughs> it looks like he's shirtless. Oh, he's shirtless because there's there, he's shirtless. I guess, but he also because at the end when they're done playing football and he's like, "I'm a little too old for 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 the football." You guys go. <laughs> I'm gonna go. He walks back shirtless. He smiles. He throws on a shirt, and then Ham shows up in the fatigues, being like, "My friend, <laughs> what yeah. are you playing?" <laughs> This is no version of football I've ever seen. <laughs> Freaking cyclone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, cyclone. You're just doing cyclone things. Oh, my gosh. Listen, we have to stop. I, you have I, to stop. I'm so <laughs> sad. We also have so many questions and comments. Uh. We did our usual thing is I post on Twitter, hey, send in your questions, <laughs> and you don't check. And then four minutes later, you're like, yo, Twitter, questions? Hit us up. <laughs> So truly, you know how like they need two keys to fire off the uh, <laughs> nuclear weapon? That's yeah. us with this podcast. Both of us need to tweet from the same account. Hey, hit us with questions. Yeah. And then we can record. Needless to say, do you want to do another pod? Like, yeah. Saturday I or do. Sunday? I do. All right. I think this up. movie necessitates it. We have so many questions. And, and so many stuff. great questions. We and got comments. sidetracked. We got sidetracked today with lots of stuff. But let this be let this be another an, an invoice call out. If you have questions or comments about either this movie or anything else going on, send them and we'll get to them this weekend. They'll be fresh. So send them in at hey Julie BB on Twitter. Hey Julie Big Brother at gmail.com. Get them in. Cause this next recording is gonna come at you real quick. Goodbye, Maverick! <laughs> Goodbye, Maverick. <laughs>